Welcome to the Nerd Ground Podcast. As always, it is your boy Jake, and here with me tonight is your boy Virgin Mobile. What's up, Blake? Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. What's up? How you doing? What's up with you? Not that. What? (laughs) No, you gave that to me. I I didn't give you no nickname. You told me right before we started recording, you said, hey, man, introduce me tonight as Virgin Mobile. And I was just like, Yeah, that's a totally cool nickname. Yeah. And you're you're like, yeah, I'll totally explain. That's the best one I've ever had. You're like, yeah, I'll explain it to you once we start recording for everyone listening. So go ahead. All right, here I am to explain it. Fuck you. Well. <laughs> oh, okay. I believe we have some things to talk about besides my brand new nickname. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll leave that for another episode. Uh, but before we do get into tonight's episode, uh, I want to talk a little bit about yesterday. Uh, yesterday was Free Comic Book Day 2019. Blake, I know you made a trip over there to your local comic book store. What was the name of your local comic store you finished? Yeah, yeah. Your local comic store you shopped at yesterday. Uh, give me one second. You don't know the name of your local store, man? One second. How could you? <laughs> so, uh, yesterday was my free comic book day I ever participated in, and it was at Storyteller Entertainment in Rapid City, South Dakota. Ooh, that was the very first one you've ever participated in? Yeah, yeah. Nice, dude, nice. Yeah, This I think this is my third year, because I started reading comics in 2016, which is not that long ago. A lot of people might not know that about me, but yeah, I only started reading comics in 2016. Uh, the first ever comic, single comic issue that I ever picked up was Captain America Steve Rogers issue number one. <laughs> Captain America Steve Rogers Rogers issue number one. Ooh, tried saying that ten times. <laughs> I don't want to. It's not fun, uh, especially when you've been drinking, because it is also Cinco de Mayo today. Um, woo Um, anyways. But yeah, so free comic book day yesterday. Um, what'd you pick up? Tell everyone what you grabbed. Well, it had nothing, nothing really to do with, uh, free comics, but I'd make sure to pick up an, uh, an issue of Deceased, because I have a bunch of variants on order, and they haven't gotten to my house yet, and I'm getting very impatient about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I got this, uh, cool little magazine about War of the Realms, all the background information going into it. And I got an issue of Bob's Burgers. I got this really cool book and mask set of The Court of Owls because I love the movie of Batman vs. Robin, so I figured I'd love the uh, Heartback novel as well and this cool-ass mask. So I, th- I think I had a decent haul this uh, free comic book day for my first time. Now, I haven't seen Batman vs. Robin. Is that is The Court of Owls in- involved in that movie? Yeah, it's based entirely on them. Oh, okay. Well, I'll definitely have. It's to see actually that movie. my favorite. It's definitely my favorite DC animated movie of all time. That makes sense because the Court of Owls are one of my favorite New Fifty Two Batman. I've only read so much of the New Fifty Two Batman. That's like one of the only New Fifty Two titles I've read. And uh, Court of Owls, Endgame, Death of the Family, and those are all great. So you know that's awesome. I actually read. I actually purchased the. Endgame novel, just like you bought with, um, except for mine, instead of with the Court of Owls mask, mine came with the uh, Joker mask, because I don't know if you're aware, but in that same, somewhere along the road, I don't know if it's before or after that story, uh, the Joker cut his face off. Yeah. And, yeah, so it was the reattached, yeah, it's the reattached face 
uh, it's it's Don't come near me with that thing on. <laughs> no, it's great. I love it. it. But yeah, so I know yeah, when I seen that, I knew. I said that's cool because I also was back and forth between whether or not which one I was going to buy. So that's awesome. I really that's that's cool. So have you read the story yet? Have you gone through and read the Court of Owls? Uh, not yet. Um, I just rewatched mm. Batman versus Robin this weekend just because I bought the book of Mass set. That doesn't make any sense, but I'll go back. <laughs> <laughs> I'll read the book eventually. Oh, dude, it's great. It's great. But um, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's a nice haul, man. That's a nice haul. I can't wait to do it again. Yeah, so um, now there were certain books that were free comic book day books. I know some stores had limits. Did your store have a limit on how many you can grab? Yeah, um, you had to get you can only get five, and then the, um, the comic book store owner also threw in a free magazine of like the second, like the first or second appearance of Deadpool, and that was pretty cool of him. But I was just kind of disappointed because after I left, I finally heard that um, one of the new Spider-Man issues was part of Free Comic Book Day, and they did not have it. At, well, at least I didn't see it there. Yeah, that was the one I was most looking forward to. No. But um, before we move on, what were the five books for a free comic book day that you did get? Because I know you grabbed a bunch. I know one was Bob's Burgers. What were the other four? It was that War of the Realms magazine, and then there is – fuck, I'm drawing a blank right now. I don't know. I'll have to go back and like check again. <laughs> no worries. No worries. But yeah, um, I'm not sure if my store had – a limit because I literally just went through and grabbed one of each. You know, there's about 20 different books on the a table in the back well, of our I, yeah, comic book I'm, store, and I kind of newish to the game, so I was kind of tentative, like going in there. So next time uh, I'll do better. Oh yeah, I know the the my the local comic book store I go to here in in town. I'm a, you know pretty first name basis the owner. We're pretty good friends, I'd say. And uh, yeah, I just kind of walked in there. I was like, oh cool, free comics in the back. Walked back there. There was a uh, some lady I'd never seen before, and I was just like, oh, you know, grabbed one of each. She, she never said a word. I said, oh, thank you. Appreciate it. And, you know, that was it. I actually made a purchase of a couple of the War of the Realms variants that I had, you know, requested when War of the Realms number one came out. I just hadn't picked them up yet. Um, some just variants with Thor on the front I thought were pretty cool. Also grabbed my uh, deceased horror variant, the one with the It um you know, the It variant yeah, with the Joker that's, and Robin. that's one of the variants I have on order, and I'm just impatient for it to get here, so I just had to grab a regular copy. Yeah, that was the, the, that was the only one that I actually had purchased so far. I'm really wanting the one with Batman on his hands and knees with the skulls of the Justice League members around him. Uh, probably going to order that one for myself as a little self-birthday present next week. Um, yeah. But you know, we'll see. If it's still available, I'm going to probably look for that uh, later tonight or tomorrow. Um but yeah, other than that, I also grabbed a pretty sweet – one of my favorite pop figure probably I've ever purchased, um, and it'll kind of be a segue into our episode afterwards. But it was Segway the um, – Sally. Yeah. Um, it was the uh, pop figure. It was one of the bigger jumbo pop figures. I've ever purchased one, but it was the Night King sitting on the Iron Throne, which is how I would have personally wanted Game of Thrones to end. <laughs> a man can um, dream. If, if we're throwing that out there. Exactly. You know, we a man can nightmare, to be honest. A man can oh. nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I enjoyed this. This is a, kind of one of the Jumbo series, and it's got everyone's favorite characters sitting on the Iron Throne. Um, you know, Tyrion, Jon. It's got Cersei, Daenerys, Night King, and, of course, I picked the Night King because the Night King is awesome. Uh, but they, and he uh, was awesome. He was. He was awesome. <laughs> but the only other ones that they had, they had him and they had Daenerys sitting on the Iron Throne. 
And let's be honest, who would you rather want to see on the Iron Throne? Between who and who? Uh, the Night King and Daenerys. Cersei? Uh, that wasn't an option. That's what I'm choosing. Well, they didn't have Cersei. But, <laughs> you know, so I, I got this Night King. Also, that was what rounded out my free comic book day haul. But will also lead us into tonight's episode of our recap of Season 8, Episode 4 of Game of Thrones. Now, as always, we don't have an official title yet. I think it was called Last of the Starks, but I can't be entirely sure. Don't quote me on that. That is an interesting title, and I don't see how... You know, I don't know if that would really work. Really? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, yeah, I, mean yeah. I, could see that, I could see how the family kind of splintered up. At That's just the, what I saw on the internet, so, really. Yeah, I know. It did leak this morning. I noticed some you know, rotten bastards leaked it somewhere. So, uh... Try to avoid the internet today in, a, in a, a way to avoid that. But Internet sucks in general. And it's awesome, but it also sucks. Yeah, there's terrible people who abuse it. But that's, that's for another topic of another day. <laughs> but let's go ahead and there's get started. There's worse things than spoiling an episode. <laughs> there's worse things than spoiling Anyways, anyways. Uh, so let's go ahead and move on into the beginning of the episode. We started off with the uh, funeral and all the pyre stacks. Um. Yeah, very yeah. heartfelt. Yeah. Very somber tone. It was a beautiful scene, very somber. Them saying goodbye to everybody. And I thought it was a very nice touch for a John to add in the there are the shield that God guards the well realms of men. So like they, yeah. he gave them the title in honor of them dying to fight the dead. I thought that was nice. Yeah, I wrote that exact same line down because yeah, that was a pretty epic speech that John gave out to kinda you know that was one of the most one of the most heartfelt speeches I've felt like throughout the entire season there excuse me series because that was just you know he, he was a member of the night's watch and he was the uh, lord commander of the night's watch at one point we got to remember that and for them to give their lives doing what he ended up moving south to do was you know really a big moment for him and the way he gave him that epic speech was just beautiful yeah uh, that was amazing yeah, and but dude, I just couldn't get over how many when they they panned out and saw that big shot of every all the funeral funeral pyres and just the stacks on top of stacks of bodies everywhere, dude. I, that just kind of gives you the volume of how much was lost, and it was just incredible. Yeah, they lost a lot. Yeah, but we like get some official of more, numbers later on in the episode. Yeah, they lost. Yeah, half. They lost half. We did find out later on in the episode. Yeah, they lost half of pretty much everything. Um, and then more so later on, but we'll get to that. Uh, but one of the more touching things that I thought was not only, you know, Danny and Jorah saying her goodbye to Jorah, but I, I thought it was you're gonna say. better when Sansa gave the pentathion, the Stark pentathion of the wolf. That was, that was beautiful. Yeah, that, that was that, really, yeah. uh, that, I love that part. That was really a good way for Theon to go out and really show that his character came full circle and went out as a hero and a Stark. In the end, even though he did do some rotten things, he spent some time as Reek, and uh, nobody liked It's really one of the best that. redemption stories I've ever witnessed, to be honest. Theon is, yeah, Theon's great, and that was a that was just him getting that pin in his... He's like almost right up there with Darth Vader, to be honest, in my opinion. Dude, that was, yeah, he is a, his character was written beautifully, and I, I'm really sad to see him go, but, you know, and this is... Um, in the words of the Avengers, this is the end game. We're in the end game now. And, uh, 
we're obviously going to lose a lot more people, and we did again tonight. Touching back on the death list, I'm I'm pretty frustrated because some of my death list doesn't really make any sense just because I was planning on the Night King being the, well, the end game, really. But he, now that he isn't, my, my death list doesn't really make any sense. How so? Well, both Cersei and Daenerys are living in my death list. How? Because I was planning... I'm not going to get into it anymore now because it doesn't even matter, but I'm still rolling with it. I'm still rolling with it. We'll see what happens. In what world could they both survive, though? Like, that doesn't make any sense, Blake. I thought that Cersei was going to be, like, come, like, full, like, turn a 180 and help out against the Night King. And no. No, just forget it. Just forget it. Just forget it. It doesn't matter now. <laughs> okay. The Night King isn't here anymore. The Night King isn't here anymore, so just forget it. Well, you basically thought the entire Seven Kingdoms would unite. Yeah, kind of, yeah. To fight him. Okay, I could see that. Yeah. Um, No. <laughs> but if I did have to, like, I just want to say this before we go into the episode that I think Cersei is the best player in the Game of Thrones of all time. That's just my opinion. You may not like it. You can hate it as much as you want, but you have to admit that she's really good. She's like one of the smartest players to ever play the Game of Thrones. Save that because I will. Uh, we're gonna go to get into that. I want. I, I have a comment on that. I agree with you. Um, but yeah, so we'll go back into it, and yeah, dude, right after that funeral the, scene and the speech, the dude, I yeah, exactly, and we've talked. I about was stressed before. out. I don't know what you. I was stressed uh, out. I, I wrote down, you know, dude, long dinner tables are never good at feasts, man. That's never I don't a good like sign. Too many happy I don't like too many happy moments. I was like, and then Sansa was giving dirty looks to Daenerys, and Daenerys is looking stressed out and worried. So I was like. God, something might just fucking happen right now, and I don't like it. And then Gendry walks up and gets stopped by Daenerys. And at first, I thought the shit was about to go down, dude. When the way she started calling him out about being Robert's, you know, son. Uh, but I, didn't, I, I didn't really think that. I thought that would have been inappropriate if she would have like did something bad to him. So I, I kind of had a good feeling that she was gonna like give him his official title. Yeah, no, like, I'm glad it happened, but no, I, I had a feeling, I knew something was going to go awry this episode, so I didn't, I, I I, just wasn't, I was, felt uneasy the entire time, so once that, once she finally announced that he was going to be Lord Gendry Baratheon of Storm's End, I was so excited, like, I was so happy, like, I was sitting there, like, in my in my couch cheering for him, dude, I was so excited. Yeah, uh, he, he worked hard for it. Hell yeah, dude, and, you know, he was a hero, he's one of the heroes, he's an unsung hero of the Battle of Winterfell. Because he, without him, they never would have probably fashioned as many dragonglass weapons. Yeah, he's a, one of the most talented blacksmiths we've ever seen. And he's still alive on my death list. So he's a possibility that we have to consider for the Iron Throne. That would be pretty unexpected. And we, um, you know what Game of Thrones do? like They do the unexpected. So that's something we have to consider for the Iron Throne is Gendry. Yeah, and you know that would be pretty cool to see it again come full circle with the Baratheon sitting on the yeah. Iron Throne, just like it started off with. That would be yeah. cool. Oh, I forgot to touch on this that like after the intro, like well, the ice is still there. I was kind of concerned, but I guess that concern was unwarranted. But still, like the four main houses are still here after all these seasons: the Lannisters, the Starks, the Baratheons, and the Targaryens. Yeah, yeah, but um. 
One thing I will say, am I the only one that really enjoys these conversations between Brandon and Tyrion? Just because uh, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I really don't know what it is. But ever since that, you know, the um, their conversation about cripples in season one, I just cripples, bastards, and broken things. Well, wasn't that John? That was Tyrion and John. Well, it still applies. Uh, yeah, you know. yeah, Brand. But yeah, uh, and then them talking about the wheelchair, and you know, and Tyrion calling back to the uh, the device that he he had Brand made for Brand. I really enjoyed that. I don't know what it is about the conversation between Brand and Tyrion, but I always and then we one also of the got... small one of the smartest players like talking to one of the well the all seeing character. <laughs> exactly, you know, that's just two super cerebral characters, obviously in two different ways. Um, having conversation it's just it makes for interesting TV. And also, which was made for very interesting, was um, to the, dra- the the cheers for to the Dragon Queen, and then. To Arya Stark, the hero of Winterfell, uh, and then everyone was so excited. And then Danny's kind of surveying the room, and she's seeing, um, you know, Jamie and Brienne and Tyrion and all of them kind of sitting at their table. And then she looks over and sees John and the other Northerners and Tormund. She's just realize- and, realizing that she's all alone. And then exactly, exactly, all she has it was is her overwhelming house. for her. That's when I really started getting worried. I was like. Oh my god, I know. That was so unsettling. And Sansa already left, and then, she, like, before she left, she was already giving dirty looks to Daenerys, as always. But, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, Sansa. She needs to chill out, dude. Sansa needs to chill out. I mean, for everyone, because she was. She was hella rude to Jamie later on in the episode, too. And, you know, uh. When she brought up how, like, oh, I wish I was there to watch your sister get, get hung or whatever, get killed. I get everyone hates Cersei, but, but like, I, I understand. Why you gotta... I understand why she said that. Yeah, I do too. But like, why you gotta be so rude to Jamie about it? Like, I felt like that was unnecessary to like for her to lash out at Jamie. That was just how well, I did. it was bad news, and she was it was she was just reacting to bad news, really. Nah, don't take it out on Jamie. Uh, but yeah, I... no, I, I have issues with Sansa for a while now. The way she's been acting, um, I feel like you know, I don't know. I get it. I get it. I guess in a way. But I don't know. I'm just glad they could all get together for deal with the Night King at least. But now that it's more political and everyone's going to get a jealousy because the power of the things Seven Kingdoms is going to be complicated now than ever. Because with the Night King, it was simple, but now things are complicated. Yeah, it's just a fight. He's living or dead. But yes, exactly. Now there's politics involved, and that's never a good thing. We've <laughs> uh, been dealing so. with politics up until the Night King, and then we're like, oh, we get. We don't have to deal with politics anymore. Maybe like they all unite to fight like a common cause, but no, we, they defeated that common cause, and now we're back to politics, which is just as scary, if not more scary. Yeah. So, if you need an example, like of why it might be more scary, think of the Red Wedding. That was all politics. Speaking of that, you know, we do have this next episode, and we've seen everyone. I'm sure by now has seen the interview with. Um, well, do we want to get to that? Or we saw plenty of it. No, yeah, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. Okay. <laughs> um, plus, I can't think of the actress who plays Daenerys' name. Oh, Emily, Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark, thank you. Yeah. I couldn't think of that for whatever reason. Thank you. <laughs> but we saw uh, we'll more get to that later. Time. Yeah, yeah, we saw plenty more. Uh, but then another another scene that I really enjoyed as everyone was kind of clearing out of the feast in the hall was uh, the Sansa and the Hound. And how, you know, she he was kind of – he's being a real asshole to everyone. And he well, tried he- – I'm not really surprised he was like 
being like kind of moody and sad. He's just he's oh, not built classic, for that kind of setting. It's classic hound. It's classic that's hound. Not, I love him. Yeah, he's not built for that kind of setting. He was uncomfortable. He wasn't happy. And then it was really nice of Sansa to come over there and give him that reassurance. Yeah, no, I appreciate. It. Yeah, that was cool for. But no, I, 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 I loved it. That was classic hound. You know, he was sitting there drinking with the whole picture of whatever the hell he was drinking, and you know, he was just you know being a dick to everyone. That's the way the hound's always been. So it was great. Yeah. But no, that was cool that Sansa came in and approached him, and I, I really enjoyed how she kind of he tried to snap back at her and kind of saying how you know, um, you know, you were what did he say exactly? Um, you had it rough. Um, real rough or whatever, and she was like, "Yeah, but he got what he deserved." And I, I really enjoyed how she was. She referred to, um, you know, how she fed him to his hounds, and the hound the hounds. laughed at that. Exactly. <laughs> so um, that was like I enjoyed that exchange a lot. Like put a smile on the hound's face and made him happier, made him enjoy the feast. Exactly. And then the, you know, he, she, there was, you know, the line of how he. Sh- how you could hardly use to not be able to even look at me, which was a callback to obviously when they were both in King's Landing and Sansa was very meek and a lot different than how she was. And that's she exactly was a little what bird. she said. Exactly. And that was what, exactly what she said was how, uh, you know, I've seen a lot worse since then. And that was, you know, it really shown. I, I'm really enjoying it. It shows, it really highlights exactly how much each of these characters has come from season one so far. And I'm really enjoying that. As much times as I've watched Game of Thrones through and through, it really makes a point to show how much these characters have grown since season one. I really oh, no, enjoyed that. like for sure. This is like some of the best character development I've ever seen. Agreed. Agreed 100%. And not for the better in some ways. Like I feel like uh, we'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to this in a minute. But yes, not for the better. Um, but yeah, what did you think of the following scene? When Gendry finally found Arya as uh, she was shooting her bow and his proposal and well, her rejection. I was like, I got kind of excited. I was like, yeah, maybe I was right. Maybe the Baratheon and the Stark will join their houses for, like, finally. I kind of predicted that. I'm like, yeah, it would have been cool. But deep down, I knew Arya was going to turn it, turn it down because that's just not who she is. She yeah. said that from the beginning of the, of the series. Like, that's just not – she's not a lady. She's never yep. been a lady. Exactly. That was another callback to season one is how she was never been a lady, not like Sansa. She's not like Sansa. And, you know, that sucks because I was with you. I was really hoping for the uh, Arya Gendry Stark Baratheon house, you know, reunion being reunited and joined. And uh, we're not going to see it there. I mean, we might. You know, you never know. Uh, Anything possible. After everything's said and done, Arya could realize, you know, this is really shitty and want to go up to be the Lady of Storms and after all and have a nice peaceful life. Or maybe she's pregnant. If there's no more fight to fight, then maybe she'll calm down. But still got one more objective. Yeah, man. There is a – you know, speaking of objective, one thing I do want to touch on real quick. And I, I realized this during the final stare down at the end of the episode. I'm going to be very vague on this. Was that Daenerys also has green eyes as well as Cersei? And everyone's jumping. Oh yeah, uh, Arya's going to kill Cersei's. You know, shut her green eyes. What if she kills Daenerys? And, but that's just my thought. I we got to go. We got to build up towards that because I have plenty of thoughts going forward towards Daenerys. Plenty of thoughts. Well, you- 
You know me, I just like to throw I, I'm never solid on any of these theories really really sold on any of these theories. I just throw out whatever comes to my mind, hoping that something will stick. If it does, I'll seem like a prophet. If not, then whatever. I'm never sold <laughs> We all want to seem like prophets. <laughs> I know, I know. No, it'll but, never happen. Um, something we've been waiting for a long time happened too. Uh, Jamie and Brienne. Oh, the most awkward sex scene ever filmed. It was nice. <laughs> it was like a nice to see them both together finally. Yeah, it was cool. I'm, I, I knew it was going to happen, and I, I, what I thought was interesting and I never really thought about was the fact that Brienne was still a virgin. Like, yeah. I never thought about that. And I mean, uh, yeah, I never at, thought of her that way either. I just thought of her as a, like a badass, a cold motherfucker, in which she is, but she still wants to be loved as well. Yeah, no, no, it, exactly. No. I mean, Jamie uh, had a good setup for it. He's like trying his best to like take a shirt off. I was like, I know what this guy do- is doing. He knows what he's ooh, doing. It's hot in here, so take <laughs> off my tunic. <laughs> he, knew, he knew what he was doing. Oh, Jamie, yeah. slight bastard. He's smooth criminal. Congratulations yeah. to you both. I mean, temporarily, right. but we'll get to that later. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, you know, following that was Daenerys' plea. To John, she was begging him, and she even said, "I'm not one to beg. I'm begging you, keep this secret to yourself." And that was obviously about his true heritage, who his real parents were, and that is going to be the death of the allegiance of the North, in my opinion, the Stark Targaryen allegiance. Yeah, things are a lot more simple when it was just an Eye King, but. Like I said, things are getting complicated and dangerous now. This is scary. Oh my god, man. And this is a lot like Oh, but we John's going to end up he's just being too much like Ned right now. It's a good and a bad thing. We saw what happened with Ned. It's not a good thing. You have to be smart. You have to be smarter. I mean, and honor is a good like thing. Like Sansa but said. Still. Like Sansa said. He, my, uh, Starks don't fare well in the north and he might not be a Stark but his mom was he's still half Stark it might not be his last name but he is still half Stark and I agree that it is not going to fare well for in the north for him so, in the south? yeah south fuck you <laughs> I, I, I got, I'm, just, I'm helping you out buddy <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, but yeah man that was no bueno that was no good at all that whole exchange. John's not good at lying. You know he's not good at lying. No, no. Fuck, Ned was no. good at lying either. No, and it's gonna go. I think it's honestly gonna go the same for him. I think this next episode, man. I don't know. I think. Well, no, we still got to like. We still have a lot to talk about. <laughs> ah! Okay, you're right. You're right. Okay. Usually, you're the one keeping me on track. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I know. This is a nice. Oh, how the turntables. <laughs> office reference. Yeah. Love, sick, love sick the office. Reference, bro. Love office references over Comic Book Legion. Um, the Strangler is going to be sit on the uh, throne. Toby, you mean? Yeah, I mean Toby. But that's the whole episode <laughs> we can do on Toby being the Scranton Strangler. But we're not going to do that right now. Leave it at that. Oh, yes. Leave it at that. Okay. We're moving on. Okay. Back to Game of Thrones, the second greatest show next to the Office. <laughs> just, just kidding. Game of Thrones is better. Um, Office is second. But, you know, there was obviously the battle plans. Um, you know, they're going over everything in the war room. And, and we got, re- like, the official numbers. 
we lost half of everything. There's some Dothaki left. I was surprised. Yeah, some, but you know. You saw one in the, the battle planning. Oh, yeah, and I mean, we should have realized it because we did see very few running back with Jorah yeah, with yeah. That, that initial charge. So we should have realized there was at least some survivors. Yeah, I didn't realize, like, I thought it was just going to be, like, some that weren't going to make any real numbers, if you know what I mean. Like, maybe some that can help out as lieutenants on the battlefield. But that's, yeah. I thought that was pretty much it. But I guess there's more than that. Yeah, I don't think it's anything significant. We're not going to have a horde of Dothraki riders, screamers. No, it's like a, a few of them, like a few of them, just a few guys on horses yelling at this point. Yeah, but that's still intimidating. I mean, one on one, who knows? That's for the Golden Company. Oh shoot, we'll get to that in a little bit. Well, yeah, I mean, bit, we're, I mean, we're there because you know that's one of the things I do mention was that Cersei does. They, they they know for sure that Cersei has the Golden Company thanks to Varys's the and his best little birds. army. Uh, uh. Captain Strickland, I think, I think, uh, well, Captain Strickler, Captain Strickland is a commander of the Golden Company. I think he's fourth generation uh, commander, and that's insane to think about. If you're a fourth generation commander of the Golden Company, that's a true badass right there. Yeah, I'm hoping they're going to really show him off because they've just shown them as foot soldiers so far. No, that's one scary dude right there. He knows what he's doing, and he's not going to be scared of anything. No, 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 you're right. And uh, fuck, man. We'll get to this later because I'm I'm wanting to jump ahead to this other stuff, um, but let's move on. You know, I really – one of the things I noticed during – in the war room scene was how much Sansa and Daenerys were really butting heads and kind of really showed in front of everyone that they're still not on the same term, like – I really that was really uneasy for me to see them go at it in front of everyone and not really be shy about it either. And it's scary, and I think that's a lot of foreshadowing. It's really yeah, exactly. This this relationship, this whatever you want to call it, they have worked out is going to implode, and it's going to be the death of the North. And do you think it's going to be the death of the North? I th- I do I do. At least think, a good not maybe Sansa's not everyone. Smart. I think Sansa's smart. Yeah, maybe not everyone, but I think that a good at least it's gonna ruin everything they got going on, and a lot of people are going to die. Yeah, but yeah. Go ahead and uh, let's move on to uh, when Arya. I got a really uh, lump in my stomach when Arya comes up to John and says she needs a word. I was like, oh fuck, you know, especially yeah, after I got he... scared, and then yeah. Bran was sitting right there staring, doing his fucking. <laughs> Bran. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. But yeah, dude. Um, because, you know, we, we can't forget also when Daenerys and Sansa were going at it in the war room, Jon totally stood up for Daenerys in front of everyone. You know, he and, totally went oh. against his sister. And the true northerners did not like that. Sansa no. and Arya hated that. No, because even Arya made a remark to uh, in Sansa's side. I, I felt like where I was watching like a Telltale game, a Mass Effect game, or... A Fallout game is like Sansa and Arya dislike that, <laughs> or Sansa and Arya strongly dislike that. Right. And uh, like, yeah, John did not make the right decisions there. But when he pulled him out, obviously he went out there to talk to him, and I wasn't sure if he really got around to telling them the truth. But obviously we find out later that he, he did. Yeah. Ah, fuck, man, that was so stupid of him. I like but that I, Bran gave him the choice to do it, though. I, I really, know. I thought that was nice of him. I was like, man, that's a really heartfelt moment. And he's like, Bran's like, it's your choice. 
And then John is just sitting there contemplating. And then, unfortunately, he did the right thing. He did the right thing, and he told them. Yeah, I really thought Bran was going to ruin it. I was like, Bran's going to fucking rat him out. Like, I was sitting there watching, like, Bran's going to rat. Bran's going to rat. Like, but no, he kept his mouth shut. And, you know, that was... Uh, I was really hoping that's not how it went. But it did. Yeah, I liked that Bran did that. It was really cool of him to do that. Yeah, that was. You know, he's... Like, it really goes to show that he doesn't give a shit. You know, he's just there to observe and to... I feel bad for him. I feel bad for him. Like, all emotion has left him. Well, it's like what he said to Tyrion earlier. Is he I, pretty I, much I, only exists in the past. And he doesn't, you know, don't, he don't doesn't envy him. He does, yeah. And he said, Tyrion said, he's like, I envy you. And he says, I don't. I only exist in the past. Yeah, I feel bad for him. He's like a really tragic character now. Yeah. And it makes you wonder about the previous Three-Eyed Ravens, doesn't it? Yeah. Like uh, when uh, Max von Sydow, the actor, was playing the pre- Three-Eyed Raven, the previous Three-Eyed Raven. Um, you know, who was he before he was the Three-Eyed Raven, you know? How did he fall into that? You know, so I'm, And that's one thing I also read uh, this week was a lot of people were complaining that they didn't get enough about the Night King. And I kind of realized, obviously, with the Long Night being the title, the, the quote-unquote title for the prelude um, series... You know, I'm obviously figuring that they're going to touch on, you know, they've said they're going to touch on the first of the first men and the beginning of time and how, you know, beginning of Westeros. So the lore goes back a lot. Like, there's a lot of information that's there. You can't really, like, do it. Exactly. In a series, like, not let alone an episode. You can't really do it in a series. There's a lot there. Exactly. But I've always figured that that was where we were going to learn more about the Night King and the beginning of that, the Children of the Forest. And I'm way excited for that because yeah, I'm not you know me. tripping too hard about it because like I don't I didn't really feel like it was the same as he, he, the Night King didn't get a Snoke treatment. I didn't feel like it was the same. And the Snoke was definitely worse. But, well, I'm sure everything's going to be all right. I'm still enjoying the series as much as I always have been. I have. You know, you know. Obviously, when we record is right after we watch the episode, so we're really on like a high from watching this great, you know, show. So, you know, after we recorded and I watched it again and listened to our recording, there was some complaints I did have about the episode last episode here and there. Just I felt, I don't know, I felt like they did wrap things up a little too quickly, and they made the White Walkers out to be the bigger threat than the throne, and I kind of felt like they reversed that, but. but- it's like them like bringing the like yanking the drug out from under you. It's like kind of surprising, like what they have always been doing. Exactly. No, I'm still loving. I'm still love the show. It's still great. I still enjoyed last week's episode. But the more I thought about it, the more I was kind of, you know, I wish they would have done. You know, obviously, you know, we all wish they would have done something different when we watch a show. We you don't write the show, you know. Obviously. Yeah, my my death so, list doesn't make any sense. Like I said earlier. Exactly. So it's all good. I'm still I'm still happy as ever. Oh, of course. I'm loving the series. I love this episode, too, and I love last episode, like I said. so one of my favorite episodes of all. Like, Dude, there was a lot of all time. There was, this is this top five for me. This episode alone is top five for me. Yeah, this was a really good episode because it, it was, like, not action-packed, but a lot of drama and a lot of shit was going on that you knew was going to lead to an implosion. This is shit that's getting you scared. And uh, But one more good good little seed um before i jump into another bad seed is that Arya talking to the hound outside of winterfell on the horses oh yeah that was uh that was a little laughter that was there we skipped over but that's still scene. like a little good seed though like 
uh hound has business in uh king's landing and so does Arya. so oh, yeah on the road again but they're this time they're heading back to king's landing again oh again bull bro i am ready for it i am ready for it dude um you know that's always been something i've wanted since season one the hound's my favorite character and i've always wanted to see him fight his brother everybody did it and then Arya inside of uh king's landing sneaking into king's landing that's almost as valuable valuable as an army to be honest She's deadly, you know. the 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 writers, deep, um, Benioff and Weiss, have said that she is the best fighter in the show. So that's why they gave her the Night King kill. So, and then we got to go to Bad Seed. Is that our uh, <laughs> like what we were worried about? Is Braun meeting up with uh, Jamie and Tyrion? I was wrong. I was, was way intense. wrong. That was right before the Arya and the Hound scene, though. But uh, yeah, that yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, first, You're you know, scared, right? dude. At first, I was like, "Oh, this is a nice scene." You know, we got Tyrion and Jamie talking about Jamie's uh, night with Brienne, and there was t- uh, Tyrion's joke about climbing. You know, t- they cheers to climbing mountains, and I was like, "Oh shit, that was funny." That was funny. You know, <laughs> but then, yeah, um, things really went south really quick when Bronn Bron kicked walked the- in. Oh they, my god! They're I like, right they away. They thought it was a happy reunion. They didn't really take him seriously at all. They thought he was just joking around, but then Bronn was like quickly corrected Tyrion them. right in the nose, dude. You know, you say one more word and I'm gonna bust you in your nose. Tyrion starts the mouth off. Pop, dude. I was like, oh my god. I knew right yeah, away as soon as he did. Jamie. Oh my god. That was yeah. I knew right away. I was way wrong about that. And I was like, no. As I soon as they started, as soon as they started talking and he called them some gold plated cunts or whatever, like I was like, oh my god. You know, I realized right then, like Braun has set, you know, spent this entire show working for these two these two have promised him all this and that and then these two have turned around and flipped script and gone on the other side braun sitting there told you nothing i didn't think about it like that until braun comes in sees them sitting there relaxing with the dragon queen sipping their wine enjoying their night and braun's pissed dude i could understand i could totally understand why braun would be so pissed and i hadn't thought about it like that before blue balls going into that because last time i saw me like he got interrupted for a deal and then he's heading up to the north pissed off <laughs> and you can understand why <laughs> oh man yeah dude that was uh I, like i said dude i hadn't thought about it like that and yeah, seeing jamie and terry and i think are like watching over their shoulders now and jamie's riding to well, i'm skipping ahead a little bit but i'm gonna say it right now but jamie's riding down south by himself and ron's out there somewhere so jamie has to be extra careful right now you know, and while we're on that note, I think that since we did just talk about Arya and the Hound, I think the three of them are going to play a pivotal role in the Battle of King's Landing to come. The three people that left on their own outside of the armies, yeah, uh, Arya, Hound, and then Jaime. I feel like those three are going to play a pivotal role in this next episode. Um, I feel like Jaime can like waltz right into King's Landing, like he's just going to have to give up his sword or something, and they'll take him. Um, Arya can easily sneak into King's Landing, but I'm not really sure how the Hound... Well, the Hound has snuck into places before, so he can sneak into King's Landing fuck as well. Fuck that. The Hound will just take a sword and hack his way into King's Landing. He doesn't give a fuck about those cunts. I know, but that's <laughs> that's a dumb move, though. That's still a dumb move. Not if there's total war he already. Was try- he was trying to sneak into the Red Wedding, and he was doing a, an almost decent job, so I think he can sneak into King's Landing. Yeah, yeah. I'm. We'll see, dude. I, I'm not gonna. I, I can't. I don't know. We'll make predictions for the next episode later. Of course. Um, 
you know, after we did, you know, we we saw that whole uh, crazy Braun scene, you know, fuck Braun, first of all. And we saw the <laughs> art and the hound. We saw the goodbyes in Winterfell. We saw the uh, – oh, one thing we did obviously see was the exchange between Sansa and Tyrion on the ba- the ramparts of Winterfell. And Tyrion's about- just like, stop, stop like confronting her. Stop being so conf- confrontational and like, like calm down. But I can understand both sides, to be honest. Yeah, I feel like really that Sansa's the one that's going to ruin everything though. I really do because she's the one that put planted the seed of doubt into Tyrion, and we see a little bit later on that that really sprouted into something that could potentially be a terrible, terrible event. You know, I, I think feel- Northerners have a good reason to distrust in mean, a lot of houses, to be honest, especially the Targaryens. Not Daenerys, though. They have no reason not to trust her. She has shown up and sided with them. Stopped what she's doing, and you know I really feel like this is misplaced from on Sansa, on Sansa's part. I really do. I mean, we're on the outside looking in. I have a different opinion. I'm kind of agreeing with Sansa, but that's only because I saw the rest of the episode and the preview for the next episode, and she didn't. Ah, <laughs> uh, we'll get to that later. But no, yeah, because um, I do feel like we'll get into that later. So the goodbyes at Winterfell, we did see you know, Tormund as he's saying he's going, you know. North, back north of the wall after the snow clears out and the blizzard clears out, and he tells. John, I'm really surprised. I think he's. He, well, oh, actually, I'm not surprised. I had him living through it all. Like, he's not a dead on my debt list. You know, I honestly don't think this will be the last we've seen of Tormund, though, because they kind of made that foreshadowing that, you know, is, you know, until we meet again, or, you know, maybe not, you know, maybe, you know, I forget what exactly they said. I don't know, man. I think it was some sort range. of. No, I think. I, I, I hope not. I hope we see him one more time for the battle. I, think I don't want so- to see him die. I don't want to see him back in battle. I think that would mean nothing but his death. So I'm happy to see him. I'm happy to see that goodbye. So that leaves me in a good place. Yeah. And then, uh, dude, one thing that really, the, the most surprising part for me was when John told him to take Ghost. That, yeah, it's sad. It really is. But he's right, how- he's right, though, that Ghost is... Ghost didn't like it at all, but like, Ghost doesn't belong in the South. He, like, if Ghost goes to the South, he's going to die in a warm climate, and that's just basically hell for a dire wolf. Yeah, no, I it, I agree. It does make sense, but in the same time, I feel like that was the last of John that he was really giving up of himself, and I feel like this is not looking good. I, honestly, this last episode, my whole feelings about John surviving have totally flipped. And I don't know. I feel like he made a lot of grave mistakes this episode. You think giving up Ghost is one of them? I feel like giving up Ghost was just a foreshadowing of him giving up everything that made him who he was throughout the series. And and it's going to be a fatal error. You can look at it this way, is that when the books, uh, the direwolves, like adapted their owners uh, personalities very strongly and you get to adapt out of the series that it's a metaphor that ghost is looking all beat up bloody and scarred and john is leaving that behind and john's adapting a new persona and that could be aegon targaryen and that could be what makes him survive but i can only say so much because i had him dying on my death list <laughs> fuck <laughs> oh my god um you see what i'm saying though 
Yeah, no, no. It's really hard. You know, we can make all the predictions we want. I don't know. Probably never be right. But yeah, poor ghost. But he doesn't belong down south. No, a, I agree with terrible. you. I thought I thought maybe he'd stay in Winterfell though. But the fact that he's sending him like north, north, uh, I don't know. And then obviously we also see Sam and Gilly and little Sam and the surprising news. Not so surprising news. Uh, Gilly looked a little bit. She looked a little bit heavier when the season started out, so it's not so surprising. Uh, I mean, I don't know if that was intentional, but yeah, no, I agree. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. So then you know that was also another bit of foreshadowing that I don't think is going to be good. Is the fact that they're talking about naming their baby John. I feel like that's just meaning that Jon Snow is going to, you know, fuck, dude. this, like I said, dude, this this episode was gave me a whole 180 on my feeling about Jon Snow surviving. I don't he's think not. He's going, I don't think he's going to. Uh, Luckily, um, I have it written down that he's not. Yeah, no, he was the one who I had sitting on the Iron Throne. So, and more foreshadowing is the ship scene. We're not there yet. We're not. Aww. No, because we got obviously very very centurion sitting there talking. Uh, and it was very. That was when it was obvious that Sansa did snitch to Tyrion. John, you know, obviously told Tyrion, or uh, John obviously told Sansa. Sansa told Tyrion, yeah. and from there on, it's just you know, shit runs downhill. And Varys like, uh, made a very good point. It's like it's not a secret anymore. It's just information. Exactly, and then he he made up a good point, and that's exactly how rumors are spread. Once you start telling one people, it takes one person with loose lips, and in this instant, Sansa. Uh, to tell another person who's just going to tell another person who's just going to tell another person because at a certain point it's not personal to anyone and they're just spreading juicy gossip. And, you know, but it was – I'm kind of glad that Sansa told Tyrion though. You know, the, I don't know if I'd say I'm glad because I feel like Daenerys it's just, is on a slippery slope. Yeah, but I feel like at the same point it's just because of how – you know, it's because of everything. You know, I feel – you know, I feel like I feel like Daenerys is going to go full Mad Queen, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But I also feel like it is because it's caused by unnecessary drama. And in a way, when she was pleading for John to keep her his secret, she had a point. In a way, you know, in a way, she had a point because you know, if that would cause a lot of drama, Sansa obviously does not want. You know she's going to use that, you know, for John to sit on the throne, which she's already doing. You know she's going up to Tyrion, saying, "What if there's somebody better?" Tyrion's turning around, telling Varys, "What if there's somebody better?" And Varys, you know, said it himself. He's in it for the people. He's going to do what's best for the people. He said it before. He said it again in this episode. Yeah, and Varys is one of the best players in Game of Thrones as well. Like you, Varys. Can't, you have to listen to him. whatever he has to say. You have to listen because he's one of the smartest players ever, too. But I'm afraid he's going to do something stupid at the same time. No, he would never do something stupid. I disagree with that completely. I'm sorry. He would never do something stupid. Well, I'm going to refer back to my whole prophecies of Game of Thrones theory and how Melisandre, back on the last time we saw her in season six. Oh, yeah, that's right. She told Varys that they both have to die in this strange country. And uh, we saw her die last episode. So I know we will see Varys die before the series ends. And he's obviously either, you know, e- either Cersei's going to just win next episode and kill everybody. Or you know, Varys is going to do something stupid. Only time will tell. About a week's time. 
<laughs> about, about a week or so. About a week or so. Um, you know, because obviously there was that right before at the end of their conversation, you know, Tyrion tells Varys, you know, maybe Cersei will win and solve all of our problems. We won't have to deal with any of this shit. Wouldn't that be great? Oh, yeah, because right after that, fucking Rhaegal gets fucking taken down and killed. I it's like as soon as I saw like this beautiful like moment with Daenerys riding Drogon and Rhaegal's flying beside them, I was like, I, I don't like this right now. Well, no, as soon as I saw them on their ships, I was like, fuck, dude, they're on the ocean, they're on their ships. Like, why are they on the ships? Like, why are they going through the ocean? Like, I get that's a fast point of travel, but we got Euron <laughs> fucking Greyjoy and the Golden Company, and you know the crack it. You know, dude, I knew as soon as I saw them on the ocean, I'm like, dude, this is not good. Rhaegal got he went down. Brutally. What did he get? Five or six? I thought thought four or five. Like one in the chest? uh, One in the chest, one in the wing, and then the neck. So about four. No, you got the head too. You got the head, the last one? I think so. Man, that's great aim. As soon as he got the first one in the the chest, and I'm so glad. Game over. I'm so glad John was like, oh no, he doesn't need to. He doesn't need me weighing him down. John would have died. Like well, that's John was foreshadowing the... right there. Rhaegal, exactly that's... after John's father is is dead. That's another reason, you know. That's another reason why. But I we feel... got to talk about this scene more. I love it so much. It was just so, like, so action packed. It was devastating, but I loved every second of it. Yeah, and the, how did you feel about Cersei kind of playing chicken with Euron, and the fact that she narrowly escaped, narrowly escaped. You mean Daenerys playing? Yeah, what did I say? You said Cersei. Yeah, you yeah. confused me for a second. Yeah. I was like, no. I was telling her, I was like thinking, like, you better fucking do a hard left or right right now, or else you're gonna die. Uh, and she she did, and then Euron turned the uh, the heavy weapons towards the fleet. And that's when I thought we we're gonna see the end of uh, Grey Worm and Masande, but I was kind of wrong. I thought we were going to see the end of Tyrion, bro. When he started showing him jumping throughout, I was like, dude, what if Tyrion gets it right now? Like, no, 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 no. I was so worried. I was so worried there for a second. but Yeah, the fleet got destroyed, and then luckily we got to see Tyrion and Varys surviving somehow. But they survived, but somehow they captured Masande. Yeah, she's a POW now, dude. Um Oh, she was. <laughs> we'll get. We're, we're building towards that. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, dude. I was really surprised when they all washed on shore. I thought for sure there was going to be somebody waiting for them there. Um, I'm, you know, I'm surprised they all got out of there alive. To be honest well, with you, we had to have known that. Like when that moment where Grey Worm and Sande were having that heartfelt moment before the battle, it's like we're going to go on vacation together, and like we all know that, that shit, was never going to happen. happen. That shit ain't going to happen. Anybody got time for that? I know. We all thought maybe it was going to happen during the Battle of Winterfell. Um, to everyone's surprise, a lot more people made it out than we all thought. Uh, but obviously, we still have two more episodes left. And one of those, you know, we got the curtain. We already got the curtain on that one, you know. We'll get to that in a, uh, very shortly. But yeah, and uh, I really kind of enjoyed, not enjoyed, but I thought was kind of interesting was now how Cersei kind of just, you know, back to how you said Cersei is the greatest player in the Game of Thrones. Uh, she, you know, she, uh, and obviously, I think it's pretty abundant now, abundantly clear that she's not faking her pregnancy and that she does have a baby. I guess she was drinking grape juice or something like that. 
I don't know, maybe or maybe she just doesn't care, and that's just not a thing. They, you know. Yeah, maybe that wasn't a thing back then. <laughs> probably not. They, you know, probably, maybe because I explained Joffrey. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> nice, nice. But she, she's manipulating Euron like perfectly, incest. saying it's like incest. It's her, his child incest probably didn't have anything to do with Joffrey, but <laughs> yeah. But... <laughs> um, but and, no, yeah, but um, I'm sorry. Mean, like she manipulated Euron perfectly with that. It's like it's your child. I know. So I was like, oh. Oh, now it's Euron's baby. Okay, you know I see what you're doing now, Cersei. So, and then Euron's in to win it for Cersei, and then Cersei also brought all the people into the Red Keep, and that was a very intelligent move as well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I can agree with you where I think she is probably the best one to play the Game of Thrones. She's so evil and smart that honestly, she made it into my top five Game of Thrones, like Game of Thrones favorite characters of all time. Like, she's that good. She's a villain that you love to hate. Yeah, she's a great character. Like, as much as you hate her, you love her as well. You respect. You respect the shit out of her game. You need a good villain for a show to show or movie to work or a video game. That's applicable in any sort of genre at all. You need she, a good villain. She is the Tom Brady of Game of Thrones. <laughs> That's perfect because she cheats. <laughs> Oh, I wasn't going there. I was just saying, you know, she's probably the best, uh, but you hate her don't, anyways. Don't bring it up because I'm salty. Oh, <laughs> uh, you guys I'm lost in the Super Bowl. I know. Up. I was going to say, you guys got beat, you know. You need another drink, buddy? I'll get to that soon, but anyways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, my. She, I, I love Cersei. She's just so fucking good. And then uh, the scene we see soon after that, like, solidifies it, too. Which one? Uh, the standoff that Daenerys oh. is stupid enough to take. Well, that was a dumb let's get, mistake. Let's get, let's get to that in a minute because, um, yeah, that, there's a little bit in between. Um, yeah. When Daenerys was kind of sitting there um, talking to – who was it? Was it Tyrion? Or no, John? Yeah, it was John. Yeah, John. She was sitting there talking to John. And she made the comment, I feel like she's going full-on Mad Queen, bro. I really do. I really feel like she's going full-on Mad Queen because when she was you sitting there talking – You predicted it. You predicted it, yeah. Yeah. You know, she um, she straight up said – what did she say? Uh, I want them – they should know who to blame when the sky falls down around them or I want them to know who to blame when the sky – you know, something along that line. Like she is like full-on set on burning everyone alive like – yeah, I want to touch on that a little bit later. I have like a really good point to make that everybody overlooked from the very beginning. Not the very beginning, but for a long time now. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, man, I, I really feel like um, that she's going to turn she face is. next. She is. But, uh, you know, there's the Tyrion and Varys conversation when they were straight up talking about treason and they both knew it and they were will openly talking about committing treason and how and they're they very smart. They're very smart. They brought up some solid points. They did bring up some really good points. And, uh, man, I just don't know how this is going to turn out. I- I'm nervous to see how this is going to turn out because I, like I said earlier, I think the North is going to implode from, you know, they're going to be the death of themselves. Uh, like between what- the Targaryens and the Starks and, you know, Daenerys and Jon and Sansa and all that drama is going to be what causes the death of them in the end. They might be able to pull out and beat Cersei in the next episode. They might not. But, um, um, so what I took from that is that, well, my death list, well, we're going to ignore my death list for a while, but I think the North is safe 
for a while. I think they're dangerous opponents to everybody right now. They're dangerous opponents to everybody, but like, well, we have to consider that. I think that, well, I think we both can agree on this, that one of the best Kings that ever would existed was Ned Stark on the Iron Throne. And then Jon Snow is extremely similar to Ned Stark. So I think that's what they're saying right, right there, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, I could I couldn't stop thinking about Ned this this episode. Yeah, I can see why you'd make those parallels. Cuz Ned didn't want the Iron Throne, but he would have been perfect for it. John doesn't want the Iron Throne, but he would be perfect for it. Everybody loves him. Everybody everywhere he goes, people love him. Yeah, and like how Tormund brought up earlier in the episode too is that he uh, he's such a great leader, he made he enemies with his, you know, he made uh, allies with his enemies. Um, even when referring to the wildlings, yeah, even defeating his enemies, the wildlings, like he still earned the respect when he killed the the king beyond the wall. Like he earned the wildlings' respect from that. Yep. So I don't know, man. I just uh, they're building him up, and then Daenerys is going to ruin everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's going to go <laughs> full on Mad Queen, bro. Like I said. Made that. I have 100% evidence that she's going to go Mad Queen. I know it. She's gonna you go. have evidence? Yes, I do, and I'll touch upon that later. We have to work our way through the episode. Okay, we're almost there. We're almost there. All right. Um, but yeah, so let's go ahead. Oh, before we move on to the showdown of the two queens, we have the moment when Jamie rides off of Winterfell, and uh, he's obviously heading to King's Landing. I, I knew it was going to happen as soon as I saw like Jamie like, sitting like, on the edge of the bed, and he's like, looks like he's thinking really hard. And then you can see the bed behind him. I straight up said to my girlfriend, he's like, he's gonna leave right now. And then he stood up, and then Brienne Door like, closes. Kind of, yeah, Brienne like kind of like stirred and woke up, and then she looked worried. And then of course she goes outside, and then Jamie's uh, saddling up. And then <sighs> Jamie is such a tragic, tragic character as well. Like he. He doesn't think he's a good person, but I think he is a good person. But he knows he needs a right south for this. Yeah, we kind of got that moment earlier when he was uh, talking to Brienne, saying, you know, all the stuff he's done. That was Brienne he was talking to, correct? Yeah. Yeah, talking about all the stuff he's done in the past, uh, that he wasn't a good person. And, like, it hurt him to say that. It hurt him to do that to Brienne, too, because Brienne finally, like, thinks she found someone that she can love and have a normal life with and then he takes off right the next second well you know i'm I'm pretty sure i've said it every episode we've recorded about game of thrones but i'm gonna say it again jamie is gonna be the one to kill cersei and you know this only goes to strengthen my theory yeah jamie's redemption story uh, jamie's redemption uh story is on par with uh theon's redemption story in my opinion if Jamie can turn around and kill Cersei, I will go beyond and say it, it will. You be don't better. think he's redeemed himself enough already? No, I feel like he has. I feel like he definitely has. You know, that, one of the things I was going to mention was the fact that he did bring up all those negative stuff, but you know, regretted to leave out the fact of all the good things he has done. He's done plenty of good things. I think he's he's one of my favorite characters as well. Like I have two. Like actually, Cersei and Jamie. <laughs> are ahead of uh, Tyrion in my top list of favorite characters in Game of Thrones. Surprisingly, I never thought I would say that, but I'm realizing that right now. Yeah. No, I I, I definitely feel like Tyrion isn't the... 
It's funny. I feel like after he started whoring around and stopped, or after he stopped whoring around and drinking, I feel like he's really started slipping up. <laughs> um, he needs to get laid, I guess. Yeah, I don't know, but he did mention that earlier that it's been years since he's been with a woman, so I feel bad for the poor guy. Are you ready to go to the standoff now? The showdown of the two queens. That was <laughs> finally. Ooh, I really thought things were going to pop off right then and there, and they kind of did, referring to Masande's head. Right when I saw um, it, I was like, Daenerys, you're doing something very stupid right now. Like, what are, what are you doing? What, what are, are you thinking doing? right now? And then not only did we have the showdown of the two queens, but we had the showdown between the queen's hands. Yeah, I thought that was cool. That was a moment I was never expecting. I was like, why didn't I ever think of this? Of course this was going to happen. Them talking to each other and like kind of one-upping each other as well. My queen says that. Well, my queen and your queen says this. Yeah, she's your awesome. queen. You're not, you know, you're you're her subject, Cabern said. And I really feel like on top of Cersei, I really feel like Cersei's really her her backbone right now is Kyburn, and I feel like Kyburn could be one of the ones to survive in the end. I feel like he is the brains behind Cersei's forces right now, and I really Honestly, feel like if I had to choose between like for a hand, like. I'd, between Tyrion and Kyber, I'd choose Kyber and whatever like, time. I feel like he is on par with Varys in being one of the smartest characters in Game of Thrones. Way, He's I feel like that time over and over again. He's way, way smarter than Tyrion, in my opinion. Uh, he's fucking made zombies, he's a, bro. He's, he's made a goddamn character. zombie. He's a dangerous and underrated character that we all have to consider. Like, and we all going forward, to... we have to think about him. And we forget that he was a maester of the Citadel and got kicked and they... out. Yeah, because of his crazy experiments, and then he killed another maester. Oh my that... god, Pycelle. Yeah, yeah, one that everybody hated. I hated Fuck. that guy. Fuck Pycelle. But yeah, I agree. Um, <laughs> but then Tyrion walks up to Cersei and like he straight up dissed, he dissed Kyburn. He didn't care. He walked right past him, and Kyburn was like, "Bitch, no, he didn't." But he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, he went right." I up was to never Cersei. fooled by this episode though. When Tyrion was talking to Cersei, and Cersei was like on the brink of crying, I was like. Cersei's gonna turn around and do something badass right now. Just watch. Thought, just watch. I thought she was gonna fling Missandei when she grabbed her by the arm and she's like, "Do you have any last words?" I thought she was gonna fling her off the top of the wall. No, I knew it was gonna be the mountain the whole time because he was standing right there just waiting. He's like, mm. "Give me the word." Uh, yeah. Once, once uh, she let go, I realized, and then I looked. That was like the first thing I realized was like, "Oh shit, the mountain's right there." I, I didn't notice that up until. Cersei had let go of Missandei, to be honest with you. But then I was like, oh, shit, the mountain's right there. And then, yeah, he grabbed his sword. And I thought he was going to cut her in half. They just took her head off. He was nice. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, because right the after Daenerys that. Daenerys was visibly upset, of course. And I was Grey like, Worm too. Daenerys? Yeah, well, Grey Worm, too. But Daenerys, you can sign your own death warrant right now and react. Or you can just walk away. It's crazy to think about. She had a dragon in her backfield, but I still feel like she was at the disadvantage. Oh, dude, they had all of those giant crossbolts. You notice how they're like lining the entire wall with those bolt, those like giant crossbows for the dragon. Yeah, it's not looking good for the the, the light side of the forest right now. <laughs> Man. Man. Dude, yeah, this was Intense. It was great. It was great. It was great. Oh my god! So yeah, I mean that's pretty much. But then because the uh, yeah, another weird thing I noticed when the end credits started rolling, they pl- played a uh, Daenerys's theme song, and that usually means Daenerys comes out on top. 
And I was like, well, oh, she didn't come out on top this episode. <laughs> she kind of, she lost a lot. <laughs> I didn't notice that. That's pretty good yeah. for, uh, insight. That's pretty good. But uh, uh, going to that preview for the next episode, I reround this uh, several times. The first time I saw it, I noticed it immediately. Then I watched the whole preview, reround it several times, is that the first thing you see is Daenerys with no braids in her hair. I had not noticed that. She has no braids in her hair. Her hair looks like fucked up. I noticed. Yeah, that was one thing I noticed. That she's back at Dragonstone, and she was pissed. She did not but look no. happy. And then Ty- her Tyrion hair? looked. Uh, you, you go ahead. You go ahead. No, I was just gonna say Tyrion looked terrified approaching her, like she was like enraged to a point. Obviously, she's lost her second dragon. Uh, she's her in- hair was just—it was not done at all. There was no braids in it. it like straightened, it looked frizzy. It looked. Like mad. <laughs> mad, mad queen, mad queen. I feel like it's. <sighs> and then, um, what I was talking about is that something that we've been ignoring, but we all thought it was badass. Like we all loved it, but we've been ignoring it. Is that Jakaris? The word she says that for her dragons to burn everything. Jakaris is just like burn them all, and that's just gonna. That they're too similar. That's what it's gonna be. That's a good comparison, right there. I had not thought about that. That's. I knew there was gonna be something going forward that we've all been ignoring, and Daenerys is gonna turn into her father. Except instead of saying "burn them all," she's gonna say Dracarys. But I actually, you know what? I think she's gonna say "burn them all" before the season ends, before the series ends. She's gonna say "burn them all." You think so? Yeah. She's going to go 100% Mad Queen. She's going to go... She, you're going to agree with me. You agree with me on that. She's going to go Mad Queen, but you didn't think about it. She's going to say burn them all. Yeah, I agree with the Mad Queen. I think that... I, I agree with the, the similarities between Jakaris and burn them all. She's she's a, she's turning into a bad player right now. Yeah, no, I know. And I've said it before. Uh, ever since she arrived to Westeros in Season 7... She has been completely different from the Breaker of Chains. And she's even mentioned that before, that people don't look at her the same in Westeros as they did in Essos. And I feel like that can be, you know, she is an outsider and she's been treated like one. And I feel like that's really playing a big factor in her decision making. And she's not thinking with a level head. And I don't think many people are right now. His story has been too uphill. Like it started out at the very low, low, don't get me wrong, but her story has been too uphill for a very long time and we have to consider that there might be a cliff she's heading towards and they they have mentioned it so many times you don't want to end up like your father don't end up like your father don't end up like your father and I could only see it being you know a thing and you know this is the next episode it obviously the final battle begins we, that's clear we see her on the dragon again we see uh, you know, you're on ships. We see everyone lined up outside the gates of winter. Um, excuse me, li- out, outside the walls of King's Landing. Uh, you know, shit's going down. Um, I didn't watch the trailer for the next episode as much as you did, but is there anything else that you picked up you want to mention? Um, not really. Besides that, we get to see the Golden Company marching towards action, and Jon Snow is outside the gates. Um. The Golden Company is marching. I did not pick that up. Yeah, they're they're marching. You see them marching inside of King's Landing, assumably towards the gates. But 
Yeah, there. The only thing I really keyed on was just Daenerys's hair, and that's a huge factor that we didn't really consider. It's like everybody's cons- like think about, oh, Daenerys's hair looks so beautiful, and then we know Amelia Clark like walked off set with a a wig one time just to keep it, just because a wig was so beautiful. But like it's just a straightened out frizzled mess right now, and she's turning into the Mad Queen, and she's turning she's uh if she ends up on the throne she's gonna be a tyrant but i'm 100 percent sure that daenerys will not end up on the iron on the iron throne before this series ends no 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 um it'd be uh, bad if she did yeah i don't think she will i really think uh i think things will be resolved in this next episode i think we will kind of have a, a clue of who's going to be sitting on the iron throne but i really don't think that things will wrap up until obviously the sixth episode and the final episode, but I really feel like the battle will be resolved. Um, I mean, how long was the episode length for this uh, next episode? They're back to an hour, maybe a little over an hour. Um, you know, more hour and a half episodes. Do you think it'd be a two-parter for the battle? Like, uh, the this battle will take place for most of the episode, next episode, and then a little bit into the next episode after that? You know what? Honestly, I could see it going with the episode ending with Cersei you know seemingly defeating everyone and just you know that's how the battle ends that would be as shocking as the red wedding in my opinion um you know with very few people left i feel like we're probably not going to see Jamie the hound and arya in this next episode we might just see Cersei killing john and daenerys and everyone else yeah actually yeah i can agree with that i think cersei's going to win this next episode i think she's just going to wreck everybody yeah uh, I I think that the Golden Company, when they do arrive, they're just going to be so, on such a higher class than everyone. Um, you know, they're going to be like the Dothraki. The Dothraki were made out to be the best warriors, and some of the best warriors we've seen. The Golden Company is on a another level compared to uh, Dothraki. They're both. They are you know, the official best warriors. Exactly. They're both you know mercenaries from Essos. Uh, I would and go you out have and pay say them a pretty penny for those guys too. I was just about to say, I would go out and say the Dothraki, or no, excuse me, not the Dothraki, the Unsullied. Did I say the Dothraki in the beginning too? I'm referring yeah. to the Unsullied. I'm talking about the Unsullied. The Unsullied compared to the Golden Company. I would go out and say that the Unsullied are the poor man's Golden Company. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with you on that. I think that people might get upset that, oh, this uh, this brand new army is just straight up destroying everybody and all like the own Sullied are badass and whatever was left of the Dothraki are badass and the Northerners are like they're hard as fuck. But no, the Golden Company, if you did your background like research, that you would know that they're no one to mess around with. Like I said earlier, Captain Strickland, he, like he his father's his father and his grandfather and I'm not sure if it was a great grandfather before him too, but he was that'd be, that'd they're be all, fourth they're generations. All, yeah, I'm not sure how many generations were before him, but He's not the first commander of his name in that army. And that's fucking scary. <laughs> that's scary. Yeah, between those giant, you know, bolts to take the crossbows to take out the dragon and the golden company and the fact that, you know, like San- I feel like Sansa actually made a good point when she talked about how tired and depleted their forces are. Everyone just got done with this massive war. People need time to recover. I think that's why she snapped at Jamie because like you guys should have waited. And now look what happened. Yeah. No, yeah, I feel like, you know, as much as I f- hate the fact that Sansa is being uh, so confrontational, 
I feel like she does come from the right place. Um, She's not dumb. No, she's not. She did learn a lot. She did like, uh, she was telling the hound she did, you know, she's been through it. She learned a lot. And, uh, like she said, if it weren't for Littlefinger and Ramsey, she wouldn't be who she is. And those are some of the most ruthless, vicious characters we've seen in Game of Thrones. And she survived them. Sansa has became a survivor, and I feel like she has became on almost almost various Kybern level because she is. I feel like she is the new Littlefinger, and they were he was almost to that level. Yeah, he was straight up teaching her, like like unconsciously teaching her. Like she knew, like learned a lot about Littlefinger, and Littlefinger think that thought that. He was manipulating Sansa, but Sansa was well. She was getting manip- manipulated, but she was also learning from him, and she was taking all that information to heart and like using it forward, which she has. Yeah, man. So, <laughs> this is gonna be, oh, dude. Two more oh, episodes. Two more. Two more episodes. episodes for Game of Thrones, man. It's a bittersweet feeling. Um, you know, it's kind of like watching Endgame. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Knowing really. that this is the the ending of a. Phenomena, a real, a true epic. A special tale. event. It's something a, special. This is a once in a lifetime. You know, this is. I'm excited. I'm really excited to see where the past eight years have brought us to uh, in Game of Thrones because this is one of my favorite shows of all time. One of the favorite shows, most shows I've ever been into and invested in. Um, yeah, like I, I used to, like, every Sunday I was like, man, I get. Walking Dead and Game of Thrones tonight, but then like Walking Dead fell off really fast, and now it's just Game of Thrones. Exactly, man. And uh, you know, like I get almost lightweight upset when after the tenth season, and we have to wait a year. When I found out we had to wait two years for this last season, I was even more upset. (laughs) That hurt. What What are we gonna do when we have to wait for who? God knows how long for the prequel. Well, we have a. A possible video game coming soon, which you let me know about. Let Ooh, me know about. I, I, you know, to be honest with you, Blake, I didn't even read the article, so I'm gonna need you to tell me what you read. Uh, one second. You read, you read the headline. I read. I just read the headline, and I was just like, oh, Blake. I read a little bit the article. I don't think it's. I'm one of those people. Well, we know. Um. There's gonna be a Game of Thrones game coming to Xbox. We know it's gotta be next gen. It's I don't think Telltale's gonna have anything to do with it. And then all the all, all they did was the tease it was a Targaryen sigil burning. I'm not sure what that means. Like it mean a lot of things, but so it doesn't really mean anything to be honest. It could mean it could mean old school, it could mean new school. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be old school to be honest, but Yeah. Yeah, we never know. We're never gonna be done with Game of Thrones. There's always gonna be more stuff to read oh to play but i don't think it's gonna be anywhere to watch for a while i agree um so yeah man this is there's so much to go off of for these last two episodes but too much to go off of too much we'll see only time will tell yes sir but before we sign off i would like to remind everyone that we are a part of the nation of nerds podcast network as well as the most wonderful comicbooklegion.com family where you can read comic book reviews, movie reviews, and Blake's most awesome review of the latest Mortal Kombat 11 game. If you haven't checked that out, I highly recommend it. It's a great review. It just got me more hyped for the game. Still have to pick it up myself, but uh, your review uh, greatly inspired me. Uh, Not only was I going to pick up the game, but it was like 
damn it, dude, I need to pick up this game because there's a lot of great new features as well as some old stuff they brought back. Um, and, you know, if you're on the fence about the game, read Blake's review. It's a great one. Yes, it is. I love that game. <laughs> I, I still love it. I'm putting in countless hours to it. Just uh, completing completing Towers of Time, completing with a K. Ah, uh, before we uh, sign off, who's your favorite character? Uh, Game of Thrones or Mortal Kombat? Mortal Kombat. Well, that's debatable. Uh, I have to go with Johnny Cage first, but Scarlet. Scarlet's a new one for me, and Scarlet's another one of my favorite characters. She's great. Is Smoke in this character? Or in this game? Excuse me. Uh, Smoke is not. Smoke is not. What the fuck? Are you kidding me? No. I don't think he's going to be in the DLC either. I think... um... Oh, okay. I have some news for you. Um, so the DLC, there's some heavy rumors about the full DLC list, and there's one that you'll be excited about. That now you really need to get the game. Get the game now. I'll okay. give you. I start start guessing who might be on the DLC list. Well, I don't know who the full roster is, so you're gonna have to just go ahead and tell me so I don't look like no. An just idiot. throw out some throw out some guesses that who might be on the DLC list. Goro. Um, no, he was on the DLC list last time. And, uh, in the crypt, uh, you see Goro's dead body. He's not in the game at all. He's just dead. Aww. Um. So, alright, I'm gonna throw out a few more at you. No, he won't, but, um, the first one that was pretty obvious, um, Shang Tsung will be a DLC character. Okay. Um, I'm gonna move on to the more surprising ones. There's Um, multiple. Okay. A lot of surprising ones, which is going to be awesome. Uh, don't take this to heart, but these are heavy rumors, and they're pr- I'm pretty sure they're going to be true. But um, you ever seen Evil Dead? Don't tell me Ash. Ash is rumored to be a uh, ah! character with the shotgun uh, or the chainsaw hand. Yes. Yes. Are right, you going to get more pumped up? Um, who is a famous Austrian uh, weightlifter to you? If you tell me the Terminator is going to be in. Yes, he is rumored to be a DLC character, oh, so I'm pretty sure he'll be a DLC God. character. The Terminator, um, like the T-800, right? Yeah. Um, please tell me Shaggy. 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 Damn it! <laughs> oh. uh, I got two more, even more exciting characters for you. Um, more exciting than Shaggy? Not possible. Oh, you're gonna... I'm gonna blow your fucking mind right now. Um, let's, t- let's touch on Marvel. <laughs> let's touch on... Uh, a subdivision from Marvel. Let's go with that. X Men. No, like it's Marvel. It's a he's official Marvel, but I, I don't think you're gonna guess it. But it's Spawn. He's also might be a DLC character. He's not Marvel. I thought he was Marvel. No. What is he? He is Image. I swear he was Marvel. But anyways, uh, he was bad. created. He was created by Todd McFarlane, who also created Venom, who works for Marvel. But anyways, Spawn, Spawn, Spawn is. Spawn Spawn is rumored to be a DLC character. Spawn is that'd be cool, dude. I I don't know who I'd be more excited for, Spawn or Terminator. Probably Spawn. Um, another Mortal Kombat character. I'm just gonna touch on her really quickly because she's another favorite character of mine, uh, Shiva. She's gonna be coming to DLC for sure because she was in the storyline. Oh, nice. And then take a guess at who is gonna be DLC. Take Mortal, a guess. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, and just take a guess. Take a guess. Take a guess. Who's like that? The all god, the, the most powerful being. 
What's not from Mortal, not from Mortal Kombat, just a DLC character. Who would you like to see in Mortal Kombat? Oh, Batman. No. Oh, is it DC? Yes. The Joker. Yes. It is. Yeah, he's he's heavily rumored to be in the DLC. Oh, dude! If he had like a, a Mortal Kombat, like Injustice was badass, but like if you give him like Mortal Kombat level like brutality. Yes. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. So these rumors like uh... when, it, when it comes to Mortal Kombat DLC, these rumors usually are pretty right. So I think my, this list is going to be correct and you'll see all these characters that I mentioned in the Mortal Kombat getting fucked up and fucking each other up. Oh my god. And when is this DLC rumor to be dropped? Uh, they, I don't think they have announced it yet, but hey, you can expect it to uh, be released throughout the next year. Okay. Uh, and while we're on the, the, the subject of DLC, before we sign off, have you know, uh, heard about the Xenoverse is dropping its ninth DLC installation? Xenoverse, going, Dragon Ball still, Xenoverse 2? Still going strong, still going strong. <laughs> right? Christ. I still play. I got rid of Fighters D a while back. I traded that in. Um uh, but I still play Xenoverse 2. I love it. And the new DLC is going to be Super Saiyan God Vegeta from the Battle of the Gods. Yes. Or not Battle of the Gods, excuse me. Um, Dragon uh, Ball Super so Broly. Probably. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's uh, that's uh, pretty sweet. I'm not sure what else it comes with. I'm sure it'll come with other stuff. But yeah, man, I don't know if you play that game anymore, but I still play it from time to time. I'm kind of stuck on Mortal Kombat, and then I have another upcoming game that I'm going to play soon. So I'm pretty busy when it comes to video games. Did you ever play Apex Legends? No, that's not really my style. Yeah, I never got into Fortnite or PUBG, but I played Apex, and I'm actually, you know, I play it whenever I have time. I I started to play Anthem, but honestly, dude, I I wasn't I don't, too. I don't play it anymore. I don't play it anymore. Sorry. Yeah, I don't play it anymore. Yeah, I'm probably gonna trade that in for some store cred. Good. That's probably a good idea. Yeah. For, oh, well, it's going towards Mortal Kombat. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do it as soon as possible. Uh, I'm going. I'm going. But anyways, so, uh, you know, we've been here for a while now. We're going to go ahead and sign off for the evening. Blake, thank you again. It was fun as always. Two more weeks left for Game of Thrones. All right, buddy. On behalf of the Nerds Grounds podcast, I would like to thank everybody for listening. And I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. And you all have a great week. Until next time, we will see you again. Have a great time. Bye.